Hi, thanks for listening. In 20 seconds or less, I wanted to ask if you would consider supporting the show with a one-time donation of $1 to $3. The funds go to subscription fees, equipment upkeep, and a general sense of well-being. Links in the show notes. And again, thanks for listening. Okay, on with the show. Greetings, Reelers. My name is Philip, and together with my wife Sherry and two of our friends, Chris and James, we're Fellowship of the Real. Four people who love talking about movies almost as much as we do watching them. We hope you will join us as we dig deep into cinematic masterpieces, and some that are, well, maybe not. You have an opportunity to be the fifth host of our little show. Click the link in the show notes and leave us a voice message telling us what movie you would like us to review. You can also reach out on our Facebook page, Fellowship of the Real. From all of us at Fellowship of the Real, thanks for listening. Okay, on with the show. Are you recording this? Studying a movie in the mechanical level, I think, can, can really bring some revelation. I believe that no one says out to make a bad movie, with the exception of... On paper, this should work. You know, this should work. But I, I just don't like it. That's your own fault if you haven't seen it. Way over no, budget, start yeah, cutting right, yeah, scenes. Even the actors don't know what that movie is about. Shit, I, I wish I wrote that. Which I love the title, but that movie's trash. Well, it's oatmeal, man. It's good for you. This time, we are going to be reviewing Aliens with an S, not Alien. We, uh, we appreciate the title of that sequel, some more than others, maybe. Uh, well, it's plural, right? There's more than one alien. Yeah, there is more than one alien, yes. I mean, they could have called it a shit ton of aliens, but they did not. Anyway, yeah, so as we were doing this, we had to confirm that we were, in fact, talking about the sequel and not the first one. It's because I had no clue. I had no clue there was an alien and aliens. Well, like for Aliens 3, they call it Aliens 3, right? Yeah, just phoned it in at that point, yep. Well, yeah, I mean, like, even more aliens or something. It's Alien 3. Oh, it, oh, so it is single with a three. Correct. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, I didn't catch that. Good, good, oh, oh, good catch, James. Yeah. You said Alien. Aliens three. Is that what you said? I did. Yes. Yeah. No, it's Alien, Alien three. That, Alien three. Alien Resurrection. Yeah, it goes back to just one. Right. No. Yeah, uh, and for some reason, this has nothing to do with the movies Aliens, uh, but <laughs> the 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 tagline for this one. Okay, so for the, the tagline for Alien is, I guess, in space, no one can hear you scream. Right. I as I was doing the. Look up for this. The tagline, I guess, one of the taglines is, uh, this time it's war. Oh, right? I thought you were going to say, uh, no one in, uh, in space, no one can hear your screams. But Yeah, well, well yeah, well, <laughs> makes sense too. So this time it's war. Uh, and for some reason, that made me think of like Jaws 3D. Or maybe it was Jaws 4. I, I, maybe it might have been Jaws 4. Tagline for Jaws 4, which should not exist. This time it's personal. Right. So, Aliens, yeah. better tagline, but I, for some reason I went right to Jaws. I'm like, you know, they made four. On the same level, yeah. They made four of those. Uh, this time it's personal. Jaws 5, this time it's for money. You're right. And, and, and someone had pointed out, okay, because it's Jaws the Revenge, I think, is four. Okay, Jaws 3D and then Jaws the Revenge, I think, is four. That's the one where the shark is is yeah he's, he's tracking per- them right yeah yes. yeah it's, it's personal and then someone had pointed out in discussion well you know that shark died in each of the movies 
So which shark is it personal to? Like, is this is this the great grandson of the first one? Because uh, how can it be personal if the shark has died? It's, it's the brother that you never noticed. Yeah, brother's yeah, right. own draws all in the family. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I hear Fast you. In the I, and I don't know, maybe I'm, I guess we'll find out as we go through this, maybe I'm looking at aliens with a certain level of blinders because I, I love this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, so the I, see, I hear what you're saying about the tagline being very similar because, yeah, this time it's personal Jaws about a shark that didn't experience any of the previous three films is, is ridiculous, but this time it's war. Like, I think that speaks to, and we'll get into it, I guess, but... The first one, the first Alien is movie is not a an action movie. It's there's no military, right? It's right. they're all on a ship. You know, this has guns and it's the oh, no, no. colonial marine, colonial marines, yeah, colonial marines, right. space marines, right? So I think that's what it kind of. No, no, to, I, 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 uh, like. I definitely think this is superior to Jaws four. Yeah, but as a tagline, but I think great. this table leg is superior to Jaws four. So yeah, it, but Jaws four that table leg takes that personally, man. Yeah, well, it should be a compliment. <laughs> Yeah, so this was James' pick, right? Yeah, but uh, he. I'm going to go ahead and read. As a side note, and and we probably need to have someone counting this. We need a fifth person just counting this because Sherry mentioned to me like, apparently we say a lot. Okay, we'll get to that later. Like we'll we'll talk yeah. about a point that we definitely mean to talk about later. But we don't always get to. I, well, it. No, I don't. I, th- I hope we do. I think yeah. we do because we have you know our notes or whatever. But Sherry pointed out to me that we'll stray into an area and, and one of us will invariably say, well, we'll talk about that in a few minutes or later or whatever. So hopefully we do. Well, maybe adding a fifth person, we can get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to that later, right? <laughs> there you go. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so this is the synopsis that I got off IMDb, and then there's my note. This time it's War Harkins to Jaws for the Revenge. This time it's personal. But by no means do I compare these movies as, as similar. Uh, but we'll get to that later as we get in our notes or whatever. <laughs> anyway. Jot that one down. <laughs> they are both monster and house, though. Yes. Well, yes. Yeah. And there's a whole section about that. So uh, so this is the synopsis I got off, Alien, uh, off uh, IMDb. And I, 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 these things are not typically well written. I don't, I don't, I, I read these and then I, I was like, okay, well, I guess that's the movie. Anyway, this is Aliens, 57 years after surviving an apocalyptic attack aboard her space vessel by merciless space creatures, Officer Ripley awakens from hypersleep and tries to warn anyone who will listen about the Predators. And then the tagline, of course, this time it's war. I mean, that's, I guess, essentially it. Um, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. These, these synopsis, uh, you know. On IMDb, there are other synopsis that people actually write, like fans and stuff, and sometimes they're better, but... I don't know if that's the official one. It's the one that is at the top of IMDb as far as their. I've got I've got this one if you want me to read it. Yeah. Yeah. I've got. Yeah. Do it. I've got uh, 57 years after Ellen Ripley had a close encounter with a reptilian alien creature from the first movie. She is called back this time to help a group of highly trained colonial Marines fight off against a sinister extraterrestrials. But this time the aliens have taken over a space colony on the moon LV-426, when the Colonial Marines are called upon to search the deserted space colony. They later find out that they are up against more than what they bargained for. Using specially modified machine guns and enough firepower, it's either fight or die as the space Marines battle against the aliens. As the Marines do their best to defend themselves, Ripley must attempt to protect a young girl who is the sole survivor of the nearly wiped out space colony. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's better. It's too long, but that's better. Well, that's a, that's more of a synopsis than a. Uh, I didn't like the apocalyptic. Or, yeah, I, 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 I don't yeah, remember any it's, it's zombies a, it's a, or nuclear stuff going on. Yeah, it's not the end of the like, world, right? I mean, yeah. it, I guess it could be, but not that the alien wasn't, you know, bad news on the ship. But yeah, I guess apocalyptic is not the way. Yeah, I, I didn't. I wasn't fond of that word. They were too busy watching the good movie than watching or writing synopsis. Sure. Yeah. No. And uh, if you're going to put your effort into something, let it be the movie, right? So. Right. All right, so that's that's the movie we're reviewing, Aliens, and that's the synopsis. Uh, anything else before we move into our next section? No? So, Money Critics fans, this is uh, how the movie was received by critics, how it did at the box office, and how it has been received by the fans. And I was actually kind of amazed by this because this movie has is almost universally accepted and loved and not just by a little bit, right? So, Tomato Meter using their their scale, ninety seven percent fresh and ninety four percent on the fans, which means ninety seven percent of the critics gave it three and a half stars or more, and ninety four percent of the fans gave it three and a half stars or more. So this movie, and that, that is, apparently that has never gone down because years people review this and 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 it is and it is ninety seven and ninety four. That is almost the perfect movie. Uh, as far as critics and fans, which, I mean, I love this movie, but that's that's amazing. When was it released again? 86, 1986. Yeah. But as we were watching it, like some of the, uh, like CGI's come a long way. There were some spaceship uh, scenes that, you know, you could tell were a little dated. Sure, I thought the spaceships, when they're in space, look still really good. But like when they're entering the atmosphere, yeah, they yeah. looked a little rough. But also, I guess, I, I looked up the, you probably have this, or James may have it, um, Looked it up after the fact, but the budget it's only eighteen million, if I remember right. Yes, yeah, so that's uh, that's not a lot. No, no, uh, this uh, so what they accomplished on screen for an eighteen million is very, very impressive. I well, was I yeah. was reading a thing about the budget. Producers took a look at the the dailies, I guessed, and were like, "Well, that's where all our money's going is special effects." And when it when they actually went to the set and looked, they were all scale models. They thought they were gigantic sets. The producers did, but they were scale models. Nice. So James Cameron was like, you know, yes, it's yeah. working. It's looking great. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, because I, I remember when I first saw this, like I said, it scared the, the, the crap out of me. And I wasn't thinking about the effects. I was I was on board. And I was on board this time. But you, I guess we've gotten used to so much now. That well, it, with TVs... You got to remember this was 85, 86. No uh, Blu-ray, no nothing. Yeah, no Blu-ray, no, no 4K, 4K Ultra. Yeah. Everything of that generation looks a little weird. Like if you watch Independence Day, on T, it looks really, really special effected up. Well, everything was uh, practical effects, right? Like there was, because I mean, that, that, that ship was probably a miniature Model. against a green oh, yeah. screen. Yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely. nowadays it'd be all CGI. All CGI, yeah. Yeah, so the, the budget, as, a, as James said, was 18, 18 and a half million. And this movie killed it, man. I mean, so domestic, 85 million. International, uh, 45 million, which I guess nowadays that'd probably almost be reversed. But worldwide, $131 million off a $18 million investment. Yeah, they, they, no wonder there's five of these, right? I mean, it's, that's, that's, I, I was, so I'm blown away on all aspects. Of this. I couldn't believe the, the fans and the, and the critics' scores. And then, you know, $18 million and you make $131 million. And that's with seven years between sequels. The first one was 79. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was wondering, I could remember when. I told Jerry it was late 70s, but yeah. yeah so I mean, that's a big gap, especially if you consider, like, the way they pump out sequels now. It's a huge gap. Yeah. And then I read in the 
trivia or whatever, uh, Cameron had such a hard time making this movie with the crew because the crew was loyal to Ridley Scott. So it was Ridley Scott, right? Yep. For Alien, they didn't want James Cameron messing with the Alien view, you know, the the grandiosity of what Alien was. So they gave him the hardest time making this movie. Yeah, also they shot overseas, right? In, In England. You know, England or wherever. So... They're, you know, tea time's a big deal. So they would take breaks for tea time. And James Cameron's like, what the fuck is this? And like, he would get pissed and yeah. lose his mind. And of course, that builds rapport with the crew. Yeah, yeah. After, after they spent all day busting setting up a shop. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Bill Paxton, Bill Paxton sitting there, you know, dangling in the air. And they're like, tea time. <laughs> time to go. What? Yeah, break. Yeah. And he's like, what? What? Yeah. So they, yeah. They, that, them suck. <laughs> yeah. There's a. Yeah, I've read about this some, and then there's uh, on Netflix. I want to say there's uh, the movies that made us as a like a yes. documentary. It, Alien. It covers a lot of different movies. Aliens is one of the ones that yeah. it covers, or movies that made us, or how did this get made? Yeah, I may be mixing that made them. Us. Movies that made us. Okay, yeah. but it's it's very much a how did this get made type story on all of these. Like they're trying to anyhow. So they deep dive into that and explain you know how they had to have a come to Jesus meeting and and all this stuff. That's and, crazy. Yeah, had to play the crew Terminator. Just so yeah. they could see that he knew what he this was doing. This guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's not Ridley Scott, but he knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. And only half the crew showed up to see it. But once they did see it, they were like, oh, okay, we, we see where he's going with uh, it. And yeah. they were on board. Yeah, because Terminator had come out two years prior in 84. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before that, Cameron hadn't, he wasn't a known entity. Yeah, he'd yeah. Done, I think Perona 3D or some shit, or I don't remember what it was. Like something, <laughs> Perona 2 maybe? I think it's 2. Perona 2, the respawning, or I don't know what it's called. Yeah, it's like that. But anyhow, he hadn't done a, a lot, but. That's so cool. I mean, this is Cameron on the rise. Yeah. Terminator, then Aliens. Yeah, he, he got a heck of a steamroll going with those two movies. He did. And then years later, he's given us Avatar. So. And yeah, another one. Was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Avatar. Uh, yeah, shit floats, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, we won't be right. reviewing that anytime soon, I guess. <laughs> um, you can review whatever movie you want, Phil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just know it's a pass for me going into it already. All right. You talking about Avatar? Yeah, yeah. I, I call it Avatar. Seen, so I have not seen it. You're not missing I, anything. I prefer not to see. It. Well, I mean, well, it's sci-fi too. Yeah. Just watch Dances with Wolves. Yeah, it, or, or Pocahontas or Last Samurai. They're right, all the same story. So I like Dances, with and Wolves. those are all superior to Avatar. There's supposed to be five Avatar movies. Is there? I think I've heard something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Oh my god. All the way up in 2028. Good Lord. I'm very curious to see. Yeah, but I think that's part of the problem, too. Like, And and we're not reviewing Avatar. We're reviewing Aliens. But Phil and I talked about this when we saw it. Like, I think it's it's too much. uh, Oh, hey, look at the shiny, pretty stuff. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful movie. Look about the story. You know, like the story is just again, we just talked about other movies that have done it better. Like and, and Cameron's very much capable. I guess that's probably why I hate on it so much. Cameron's a very gifted storyteller and filmmaker, so it, it bugs me that this is you know what he cranked out. You know, I mean, yeah. I like Titanic better than Avatar. I would, I, I think I look at people like James Cameron and George Lucas, and even in my kind of background, Metallica. They are the ones that are pushing the technology forward. So, like they're so far ahead of the game, they're changing yeah. the way it's done. So, you know, not everything's going to be great, but the the technology that they're using and the funding that's going to be lasting for generations. So George Lucas, you know, when 
Sure. When episode one, two, and three came out, it was, eh, the story's okay, whatever. But he was the first guy to shoot most everything in front of a green screen, all on computers. Yeah. They were putting lots and lots and lots of money. Yeah. And this was kind of the gen- being taken back to Aliens. This was his second step into big directing, and he just crushed it with Terminator, crushed it with this, and he just went on and on and on. So that's how I look at him is with George Lucas, sure. all those people. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I want my cake and want to eat it too. I want sure. him well, to push boundaries and I want a good story because it's you, been done. Star Wars, Aliens, so Terminator, and then later. Like, uh, yeah. like, uh, Star Wars meaning the original, sorry. Yeah, you, they basically the other people take the ball and run with it. Sure. James Filoni with the Star Wars universe, you know, take it and run. Because not everybody can write and sure. direct and... Sure. Do all that. I just, uh, like, I, I I appreciate all those special effects, but it's almost like, hey, we got all these cool new toys. Let's go find a story. Rather than, hey, we got this story, and, you know, that special effect and that special effect would really help this story. You know, so it's, I think story should be first, and then you find the effects to, to, to build it up. Sure. Not like, oh, we got this cool new toy. We need something to do with it. Yeah, you know? and, the, you know, that's why I kind of put them in rarefied air with each other is those are the people that kind of bridge that gap. Yeah. There's not too many people that can bridge that gap, but those three guys are at least trying and their name's still out there. Sure. And they're still doing it yeah, at a high level. They'll create these, they'll create the technology to fulfill a need. Like, I, I don't, can't think of a specific example, but I'm sure like in Avatar, they wanted to film something and the technology to do it wasn't there or the device to do it wasn't there. And so they invent it and then it becomes... Sure, yeah, all the, exactly. all the motion capture stuff. Yeah. Because those characters are pretty much completely digital, but the actors are there doing the performance. I mean, like, yeah. like, Scott, like Skywalker sound, okay? So this is Lucas's... To me, that's the biggest contribution to, to movies. Star Wars Episode Four, yes. Everything else, eh. He's not a good director. Easy. He's not a good Easy. writer. But he, he developed technology. Huh. Yes, I said that. <laughs> he he developed. He's forgetting about Empire Strikes Back, uh, well, ladies still, and gentlemen. Yeah, but he didn't write that, right? He didn't write only. that. Uh, what's, it, what's his name? Wrote that. Uh, Kasdan. Kasdan, yes. Okay, <sighs> and wanted a different ending. And Lucas was like, "No, no, no. We can't sell toys in McDonald's Happy Meals if you kill off, you know, whatever." Which they wanted Luke in this riding off. In the, I don't. Anyway, uh, but we'll get to that later in another we'll podcast. <laughs> and I'm sure that. When people get to this episode, they'll be like, Star Wars, click, you, you know, you mother. Anyway. Bye. Uh, <laughs> he stands alone on that. You're sure. Opinion. But Lucas developed Skywalker Sound yep. and Lucas Arts, the special effects. And, you know, there's always the Star Wars Star Trek camp, but you'll watch a Star Trek movie and they're using Lucas uh, Skywalker Sound. Everybody's using them. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so yeah. they. ILM, so, yep. Yeah. Industrial. Yeah, he had magic. to create an empire while he was making these Star sure. Wars movies. Yeah, yeah. About a rebellion fighting an empire. Yep. Yes. Anyway, what are we reviewing again? Oh, aliens. <laughs> I did have a question before we moved on because the both the, the synopsis that James read and the and the the blurb that I read mentioned this fifty seven years thing, and obviously there's three, four, and five coming along, right? So Ripley went on this mission, you know. This uh, they're what about the first one? Yeah, yeah. She's okay. her job is to as a miner or harvester or what they they. The cargo, basically, right? You know. Yeah, but she's a she's the warrant officer or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, but but she works for a company. Like, yeah, the mission of the ship is to go to these planets and harvest ore or something. I can't, you know, they have cargo, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so she's so did she ever get home? No. Right. No. That's what I'm thinking because she wakes up 57 years. Okay. Blah blah blah. And like number three, because because the first as soon as Michael Bean came on, Sherry was very concerned. 
He doesn't die, does he? He does. Michael Bean doesn't die. Michael as Bean. as any viewer should be for sure. the first time. It's fucking Michael Bean. But she was only half paying attention, and then she saw Michael Bean. She was like, she put down her phone. I was like, ooh, Michael Bean. Nice, <laughs> nice. All of a sudden, she was on board. I have, I have that under my plus. She, on the yeah, Michael Bean. Michael Bean. Yeah, uh, I would. I'll go ahead and say it. I think he's one of my. Yeah, he's one of my man crushes for sure. No, I love. Man, Michael and I'm Bean. sure it's Terminator, I guess, and, and Aliens. But yeah, I've sure love Michael Bean as well. Yep. But uh, Tombstone. Tombstone, Tombstone, yes, yeah. yes, Johnny Ringo, yes, yeah, of course. That goes without saying. Yeah, no, he's he's awesome. But we, but I don't want to get into Aliens, Alien Three. But yeah, she never gets home. Yeah, but like, so yeah, yeah. I mean, she—that's a bummer, man. Yeah, I, and and I, I I thought of this, and I want to—I didn't write it down, and I was hoping I would remember it. Like, okay, so uh, we'll get into this when we get into the story. But she <laughs> she wakes up fifty-seven years later, yep. right? And and those, she has no family or anything, right? Like. The only people she's looking up are the crew. We, the well, if you watch the, and we were we decided beforehand, specifically watch the theatrical version. Correct. But if you watch the special edition, yeah. it references that, and you find out that her daughter has died. Like, she's lived her yeah, life, okay. if I remember correctly. She had a daughter, and then, yeah, so that's part of the whole heartache of the 57 years is, yeah. you know, I've missed my daughter's entire life now. Yes. You know, I never get, you know, never got back home and missed okay. my daughter's entire life. And that's the, that's the emotional thread that, Goes on to the little girl Correct. later to in the movie. Yes, yeah. yes. I actually have a, a note about that about their opening and closing images, but it doesn't right. But uh, yeah, do without too. the without the the missing information about the daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, because because we watched. I was going to watch it on Blu-ray, but it was so easy to, to just pull it up on streaming that we just did that. And yeah. well, I don't have Hulu, so I watched my Blu-ray. Yeah, I sh- I, we should have watched <laughs> the Blu-ray. I don't think it matters. Okay, so that's Aliens. It did well. People love it. It's a classic, man. It well, is. not everybody loves it, right, Sherry? Well, uh, she's part of the 3% then because <laughs> 90, well, the 6%. 6%. That, uh, it's probably, like you said, you were talking about Jaws. It's probably that whole, I, there's a monster. I am, I'm ready for it to be over. Well, it's several times during the movie, as the uh, aliens are attacking and they're fighting, Sherry was like, I'm out, I'm out. Is it, when, when is this over? She was like... I, it's too much. It's too much. I'm out. Okay, I'm, the end. The end. Good. But that, Michael that, Bean was there to save you and protect you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I can remember, you know, talking about fans, you know, I guess we're still in that section, but I can remember, like, there are two movies that like just freaked my shit right out. One was Jaws yep. mm-hmm. that I saw when I was like 10 years old, and then th- this one, okay, which I saw several, you know, obviously I was, you know... Twenties, maybe or whatever, but I remember watching this and thinking, "Man, this is some uh, being like on edge and in, into it." You know? Yeah, no, there's um for sure. I had the same. They don't obviously don't affect me that way anymore. But yeah, yeah watching this movie, there were several scenes that had come up that I remember being freaked out about as a child. Yeah. When the newts in the water, when she's been separated yep. from Ripley and uh, Hicks, and they're looking for her, and the alien rises up yeah, out of the water yeah, behind yeah. her, that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Yep. And then uh, Bishop. Getting impaled by the yeah sure by oh, yeah. the queen's uh, tail and then ripped in half that yeah. jacked yeah, me no. up as a kid. Oh yeah. Well, then something happened to his prototype. Like the in Alien, he get then he get. Well, it's not him. It's no, no, not, no, I know, but it's oh, the android. Yes, previous version of him or whatever. He gets also torn apart. Yeah, I don't think he gets torn. He gets destroyed or and beat up, but it's because he goes berserk and tries to kill them and oh, okay, they like right. bash his head off or something with something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But just the I, I think yeah. what makes it extra creepy to me is the. The white blood yeah. that that squirts out—it just makes it even, you know, yeah, adds this whole other. Like if it was regular, normal colored blood, it I'd would be all about it. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think it would bother me as much. It's really? the fact that it's the white. It's like milk <laughs> stuff yeah, coming yeah, out. It's, it's so, weird. It's, yeah, yeah. So otherworldly. It's a little twisted, Chris. Uh, yeah, okay. It's better right. than the acid that comes out of the... Yeah, the acid yeah, blood, the that's acid great. Blood, right. Like Whoever that's came up with that, when, that's brilliant. I, I know, Rory, we haven't gotten to the story part of it, but when Ripley at the beginning is explaining what what's going on, they don't believe her. She's He's like, wait a minute. Talking about the corporate execs? Yeah, the corporate execs yeah. are like, you think this thing has acid for blood? We don't believe you. Right. Yeah. Uh, so this is story mechanics, the breakdown of basically the whole movie, starting out with the type of genre. And again, we sort of follow, uh, just as a simple way to get into a story, we, Chris and I especially, appreciate uh, Blake Snyder's Save the Cat series, which is a very fast way to get into a story, <clears throat> to break it down, sort of crack a story if you're trying to analyze one, and especially if you're trying to write one. And he has come up with several genres. We're not going to get into all what all those genres are. Now you can learn them as you go as we review different movies. But I think, without disagreement, I think Chris would agree this is certainly a monster in the house. Snyder uses Alien, the first one, as a prime example of the monster in the house genre, which requires all these genres require three basic elements. Obviously, a monster in the house uh, requires a monster. In this case, it's the alien. Uh, a house, which is any arena or area that they're fighting the monster. Here it is primarily planet LV426. Correct. And, and then a sin. So an, uh, a monster, a house, and a sin typically are involved in monster in the house movies, monster movies. I think, and typically, well, there's at least one other movie that uses this, but a sin, I think... And Chris can speak to this. I'm picking greed or, yeah, greed, basically. The love of money, the the opportunity that maybe these aliens present for some financial gain, especially on the part of Burke. Sure. Yeah, I was going to say, he, he's the embodiment of what the, the overall company wants, the right. Wayland yutani Yeah, they want, yeah, it's all about greed and money. What, what, what? How yeah. can they financially gain from these creatures? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I think that's a theme. Greed is a theme throughout the Alien franchise. Sure. Is it? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yep, no running, yeah. For sure. I had forgotten, she, uh, Ripley mentions when she's explaining in the boardroom that they they set down on, because the, the planet they set down on the first one is LV-426. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And the company ordered them to go down there and retrieve these things in the first one? No, there was a beacon that they, there was okay, a, right. stress, a distress beacon that they were responding to, I thought, in the first one. Yeah, that, that seems were, familiar, but I thought I'd... And I it may have, have ordered them to go check it out, I guess, but it was... Yeah, because I thought she had some line, and, and I didn't write it down, but I, I thought she had some line where the company ordered... I, I don't know if... The it company picked. was definitely behind it in the first one because Ash, the original android, was programmed to to um, to um keep it and bring it back, right? I mean, yeah. Right. Okay. Right? Remember, James? Don't, don't remember? Know. Okay. We'll have, to, oh. we'll have to do a check. I'll put it in the show notes. Because I want to say that's why he starts going... Yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff and, and why they're so much at odds because she is as the warrant officer won't let Kane back on the ship with the parasite on his face because that's against protocol yeah and Ash overrides her and opens it up and the whole reason he does that is because he needs that that uh what's you know the embryo he needs yes. he knows what's going on he needs what's inside of him and I I'll put it in the show notes after we record to be sure but I think she says something like uh the company ordered us to go down and get these things or whatever which in retrospect she'd learned, I guess. Maybe she didn't know it before. I don't know, because even in the first one, she seems to be referencing this idea that the company 
which means they knew knew about them. Or yeah, but it's fifty-seven years later. These are different corporate execs, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't know what's going on. We we don't believe you." Acid blood, like James said a second ago, this lady's nuts. You've been in hypersleep way too long, lady. So in the in in between the first movie and the second movie, there's a fifty-seven year difference. So she leaves. Obviously, she's on her escape pod. Does the company send a a community? What are they called? Colonists. What colonists? To the same place? Yes. And yes. now she gets back. She's sitting in front of him. They're like, hey, we sent colonists to this yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. Like, but they're 20, 60 doing? families, been there 20 years, never had a problem. You're full of shit. Yep. Yeah. That's what they tell her. Okay. So they want her to go back. And, and, and we learn later that Burke, I guess they knew about the aliens because Burke sent them down there and didn't tell them. And that's one of her beefs with Burke. Yep. You know, blood on your hands kind of mm-hmm. thing. And again. You had a bad call, Ripley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 he bad call. People died. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, no, he. Anyway, all right. So we're moving into mechanics, and so one of the first beats, obviously, is the setup. Is the opening image. I tend to look at the opening image as a sequence, but Chris, in previous episodes, does make a good point. The opening image is a single image. I think clearly that is. Yeah, it's singular. It's not images. Yeah, yeah, yeah. images. Uh, the difference between alien and aliens. Right. All right, sorry. Had no, to. no. That's, so, so I, I, this time I didn't look at the sequence or all this. What? Because that's that's set up or whatever. But so obviously the opening image, she is asleep in cryo, right? She's, you know. Yeah, it's funny. So I think it's actually hypersleep. In my notes, I wrote cryo too, but yeah. cryo is like freezing. It's not cryo. It's hypersleep. Yeah, no, I, right? I think it's a default. I, I, yeah, I no, just, I said the same thing and then I, I wanted to correct myself. Right, so. yeah, yeah. yeah they deep sleep or whatever. Yes, deep sleep. Now, we talked about Blake Snyder and his books are called Save the Cat and here she has literally saved the cat, yes? Yep. Yeah. Uh, typically, a save the cat is something a bad guy will do. Like if you want, your, the Snyder will say, if you want your bad guy to have sympathy with the audience, have him do something like save the cat. And I think he actually references Al Pacino in some movie being a bad guy, but coming out and seeing a cat stuck in a tree and actually helping it down. Well, all of a sudden this guy's a bad guy, but Hey, he helps cats. He can't be all bad. He, you know, so now the audience is on board. Yeah. It helps with your character as an antihero as well. Like if he's a little rough on the edges yeah. and it's particularly if he's not a like, if it's say it's your protagonist, but he's not likable, have him save a cat. Yeah, have save and, a cat or, and it, Oh, okay. Or whatever. Not so bad. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so here she is literally, I don't think that because because Ripley certainly maybe would fit into that category of antihero. Yeah, I mean she's she's certainly not somebody you bring home to mom, and not that she's a loose woman, but she's she's a tough, tough and foul mouth, and she's a tough space. Person. Yeah, yeah, but she gets tougher in this one. You know what I'm saying? But so I don't know if they had her. Well, whether they wanted her to save the cat or not, nobody wants to see a because they they brought that cat into the movie, and once you do that. The audience in the back of their mind is going to be like, okay, what's going to happen to the cat? Sure. And if you show Ripley leaving without the cat, people will be like, you left the cat? Right? They wouldn't have four more sequels. Right, right. So, I mean, and, and, and I don't know so much anymore, but there used to be rules where you, you don't kill kids, you don't kill animals, right? You know, you instantly want to have, a, and that, that works for me. It pulls me right out, uh, a.k.a. John Wick, number one. Uh, you know, uh, I love John Wick, but when I first saw that, I'm like, okay, well, I can't watch this again, you know, almost. I hear you. Yeah, and, no, that, he does. and that scene's terrible, and I, I've I have had two beagles in my life, and so that dog being a beagle, I think, makes it even sure. even worse. Um, you know, yeah, you see the, the blood trail and stuff, but I guess I have a different, very different reaction. Um, 
it makes me mad. It makes me so like I'm on board. With, yeah, that's, that's my point. I guess I'm 100% on board with him. Every mil, all million bullets he fires into oh, yeah. all those sons of bitches, I'm right there with. Oh him. yeah, absolutely. No, it, actually hit him again, John. Yeah. You know? Well, even like, in like in the sequel, or whatever you had to kill his dog, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, they make it a running a running yeah, gag, which uh, is good. Like yeah. I'm up for John Wick four, five, six. As many of those as they yeah, want to no, make, I'm, I'm on board, man. No, absolutely, uh, absolutely. This quit time is quit killing his dog. Yeah, yeah. this time is. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna kill this dog. This dog is muscles with a collar, right? <laughs> oh yeah, right. Yeah, he does get a new one. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so I I think uh, it is intentional because once you bring that cat in, that cat has to live, and uh, so that's she's got the cat, which I think it's funny. They even sorry, I interrupted you, but they. She even has a line later on when she, once she, we're jumping ahead, but once she commits to her breaking it into two and yeah. commits to going on this mission, she tells her the cat, and you, you little shithead, you're staying here. Yeah, right. Telling the audience, don't worry, yeah, cat's yeah. going to be fine. Right, right. Which, you know, I mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we got away with it once, him running around and being in jeopardy. He's the, uh, not going to happen this time. Right. <laughs> okay. Opening image and then. Yes, yeah, so that, that I mean, that, that, so that, that image carried. And, and and they should image that that image carries a lot of baggage. But you know, I mean, it's uh, it's not just her waking up, which could have been a boring scene or whatever. Yeah. So I think we all agree on the opening image, the setup, and, and, and we could get into this. But I, I thought I don't want to say some of these beats were blurry, but some were. And I don't know what the uh, director's cut looked like or whatever, because you already mentioned earlier that there was this whole backstory with her family, and you know, because that was one of my first questions, but. We're given the setup. Ripley has been adrift for 57 years. Now, she is res- uh, Burke, Paul Reiser, will say this, that she was rescued almost by chance, a million yep. shot to one. Yeah, and, like a salvage crew founder. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is basically like, you know, finding a, a needle in a haystack in open space, right? Right. I, don't, I didn't balk at it. I didn't think it was a problem. But anytime you interject absolute uh, coincidence into a movie... I think is dangerous, right? So we needed her to be found, and so they found her. I don't have a big problem with it. Yeah, I think the 57 years helps knock Mitig- out any, mitigate, yeah, mitigate any concerns or problems with it. Wait a minute, they just found her? Well, yeah, found her after 57 years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It could have been 157 years. Right, you yeah. Know, it, it, okay, so what was the deal? Could she not set a course for her? Well, she had proximity alert on. Oh. Yeah, it was in, it was an escape pod too. I don't yeah, know how much control know. she had in that that bad boy. But that was, that's what wakes her up. So it's either it's like you get, it's like jumping off a ship in a life raft. Yeah, either killed by the alien or just shoot yeah, well, out yeah, in space. Well, even the proximity alert didn't know, didn't wake her up. the The crew comes in and finds her. They they car they oh, cut open okay. the door and they come yes, in the room yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. she's alive or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the proximity alert didn't wake her up. They. They came in and found her, yeah. The controls on the autopilot on the ship, you know, allowed, you know, her to, I guess, you know, not be crash into this other salvage ship. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Okay. She was just adrift, floating Correct. in space. Yep. God yeah. But that's still better than being eaten by the alien. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. she blew up the ship to get rid of the alien, right? I mean, or, or the ship. Oh, yep. that's okay. Yes. I yeah. saw it years ago. I don't remember it. So she blew up the ship and everything. I think she sets the, the to blow the ship up, sets it on, like, self-destruct. Yeah. And then... Well, they mentioned that, right? Yeah, uh, she, right, yeah. $42 million ship or whatever it costs, yeah. yeah. Oh, she sets okay. to blow it up to kill the ship and the alien because all the crew's dead at that point. Yeah. And then her plan was to escape in the escape pod, but the alien got on board the escape pod with her. 
Yeah. So I think yeah. she blasted yeah, out. Yeah, she ends up putting the spacesuit on, blasted out, out of the airlock. Yeah. Seals the pod back up. And so now, yeah, alien's dead and the ship's gone. And yeah, okay. So yeah, she blew the ship up and didn't have to. All right. Yeah, I, I didn't watch the first one. Been a while since I've seen it. I may have missed some of that, but they're messed some of that up. But no, no, that sounds right. So she, uh, so she is not held as credible as to her account of events. Like they say, they believe some of the things she said. Some of the things you say are corroborated by the ship's log. Others, right. you know. LV-426, the alien planet, or the planet that the aliens have landed on, uh, has been colonized, but contact has been lost. So this is what I have for the setup. This sort of sets up what's going on. Losing contact is part of your setup as well? Um, being told... Yeah, I guess so. I guess so because for the catalyst, so if that's if that's the, that's the situation that we're presented, Burke I have I have a, as the catalyst. Burke, a company man, makes promises as to motive for needing her and the nature of the mission. Need her to advise a special marine task force, and she refuses. And she's yeah, she so this so the call comes to her. We need you to go with these marines to the alien moon planet uh, as an advisor because you're the only one that knows how to do this and she's like not having any of it yeah um yeah so i didn't i have them losing contact as part of the the catalyst because like the whole reason they go to her and say hey we need you because like yeah they weren't sending marines and doing anything before like literally like the scene before the the corporate execs like we've had so we got 60 families of oh, colonists okay. on there no problems for 20 years and then they lose contact now well wait a minute we got maybe there's something to this okay. crazy woman story yeah i might have that's what they present to her right yeah i, I guess i didn't yeah, I wasn't tracking as far as, okay, they've been there 20 years. I guess I wasn't tracking as to when they lost contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes more sense if they just lost contact yeah. and are now. Yeah, because they don't show up, but Burke also has a line in the scene where he's trying to convince her. He has a line about, I hear you're working uh, working on the, the dock. Yeah. I mean, I know that's the only thing you could get, but I could give you your old job back. So, like, she's moved on as well and just trying to yeah, yeah, she move was. on with her life, and, and she's got some menial job, it sounds like. And then they, you know what I mean? So, so I guess some time, it's unclear, but some time has passed between her yeah, meetings yeah, with the Yeah, she did get exact. a job and is working. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, 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 all right. Now, she refuses, yep. and and so I oh. guess there's a double bump here. Well, there's a part of setup I feel like we missed, too. Okay. Her reoccurring nightmares is okay, part of well, her ordinary world now, too. Um, right. Yeah, she has a nightmare. Has a very visual, very cool nightmare with it where, you know, it comes out of her... Stomach yeah, or whatever, sure right at the beginning in the cat. Because as the audience, you're like, oh, shit, she wasn't pregnant from the first one. How did that happen? You know, like, yeah, it's I, really I, cool I, still. Did you, I think Sherry wasn't aware that she was. It was fake, yeah. That she was dreaming, was right? Did, yeah, I, I did. Cool. Yeah. Now, she has that dream before Burke comes to her with the proposal. The yep. first dream, yeah. Yeah, because when we first see her wake up, we're actually in the dream, in her dream, not realizing it. I think the way they present it is like you were just saying with Sherry, the way you pre they present it, the camera presented it is. This is really happening, and you see it. You know, the yes, head starts yes. to fuck up out of her stomach, and then she wakes up, and you're like, "Oh shit, whew, it was a dream." Yeah, I Ooh. do have. She is plagued by memories and nightmares of experiences under setup. So yes, yeah. and they show her waking up in tears right before. Oh, well, sorry, we're getting to it, but yeah, she's having those dreams. Burke, yes, yeah, part of her setup. No, as part of her ordinary world or whatever. She yeah. this is her life now. Yeah. Then Burke comes to her, and so she refuses, but yep. then has another nightmare. Correct. This so brings I, her to tears. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so I. I she refuses, so she needs something else to set her. Yeah. Her concern, the, the, the colonists are not enough to get her to accept the mission. So yeah, she needs another kick in the ass, which is a double bump. Has another, which I thought maybe a little weak. She wakes up from the nightmare and says, okay, 
uh, I would have liked to have, and we're not, this is a danger, danger, danger. We start rewriting the movie, but I would have <laughs> liked to have seen some kind of uh, more thoughtful urging of her somehow that this was what she needs to do rather than, obviously she's trying to, I, I felt like she needed to go, she needed to go kill these aliens to put to rest her own demons, right? Uh, she's going to continue having these nightmares until she faces her fears and goes and does the thing. But yeah, that's what the movie's about, Phil. Yeah, but that's never like she wakes up, has a nightmare. Uh, okay, I'll do it. I disagree. And I think the way they did it was so she wakes up, has a nightmare, yeah. right? And that's part of an ordinary world. And yeah, he's already come to her. And I think I don't think it's double bump. I just think because part of the it's kind of it's not necessarily Blake Snyder's, but there's um, Hero's Journey talks about refusal of the call. Yes, right. So I think that's all. Blake Snyder has what's called a, a debate scene, and it's 12, he has it as 12 pages, from page 12 to 24, sure. or minute 12 to 24 minutes into your movie. So that's, to me, plenty of room for a back and forth, should I do this, should I not do this? Yes. Fuck, no, I'm not going to do this, to, all right, now I'm going to do it. So I don't think it's necessarily a double bump. Um, you think it's a debate? I think it's a debate, and then she has the nightmares, and then everything you just said, she calls Burke and says, hey, you're going out there to destroy them, right? Yeah. Not to study, not to bring yeah, back. right. So to slay her demons or whatever encounter, they're like, she's not interested in helping the company do any no, no, no. nefarious stuff or study. But if we're going out there to kill them, I'm literally going out there to slay my demons. And now I've got some Marines in my back corner. Yeah, I guess I'm down. OK, yes. And I guess I would have. I, th I think they lost some real estate there. I think it would have been a good character development to see her. OK, so if you're having these troubles. Yeah. Have a sequence uh, where she's talking to a company counselor or something and, and uh, they're talking about these things. And then so that because you know, the outward call of killing the aliens will calm the inner call of her turmoil, right? You want to link those two things, her inner struggle versus the outward call, right? The outward call is going to help her calm her inner struggles. John McClane kills the terrorist, but he gets back with his wife, which is the real story, right? So yeah, but there's no scene in Die Hard where, He's like, hey, man, you know, if you, someone tells him, like, power or something, tells him, you know, John, if you kill these terrorists, that'll help you get back with your wife. No, no, but, but, but he comes to that conclusion. In the bathroom, especially. especially she. Uh, the best, you know, best thing that ever happened to a bum like me, right? Right. No, and I think she comes to that conclusion, too, that, hey, by facing my, getting back on this horse and going to this yeah, planet. Right. I, helps her. I she doesn't set out to, I've got Marines that are going to go help me wipe yeah, all these yeah. aliens. I don't think That's she plans all, on picking up a gun. You're re and, and you are absolutely correct. But that, that's never really... Stated. I don't know. It works for me. Because, yes, again, because maybe I got my blinders You're on, filling but. in the blanks out of the love of this movie, and I love this movie, but we're filling in <laughs> blanks at that point. Sherry, James, or who's filling in blanks? Uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't realize there was a gaping hole until you said that. Yeah. <laughs> what is her motivation exactly? We're no longer friends. <laughs> but when, when you expressed your opinion on it, I totally agree. So, oh, I take it back. Well, yeah. I, my opinion is his James. opinion, but I don't think it's there. I don't think it's expressly. Uh, I think he's hundred percent right. Yeah, it's it's not blatantly said in the script, and I kind of like that. I don't like them feeding you. I don't like writers feeding you all the little bits of. But even it, but it, like, shut the hell up. <laughs> That's just it's, me. You should have seen the look I just got. Yeah. Ah, eat it, eat shit, mother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But even in Die, even in Die Hard, you have this tension with McLean and his wife, right? I mean, and, and oh, then sure. in, the, in the limo, you you know, uh, you she thought you thought she would come crawling back, so why bother to pack, right? I mean, anyway, uh, all Pope in the pool worked in. Not fault in the movie. I just think it should have been. She had a nightmare it's weak she, to you. It was weak. It was. Yeah. It could have been stronger. 
but th- but again, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't, no, have, no, didn't have a problem with it. Right. I'm saying this movie's perfect by any means. I'm just yeah, that well, one 90, didn't, 90, that didn't bother me. Four percent of the people do, right? So, right. I guess I liked. It. I thought that nightmare was, and, and we don't want to harp on this all day, but showing the nightmare and like even so, like everyone like Sherry for the first time you've seen it. Yeah. You know, especially if you've seen the first one, like you, you believe that you're like, Oh, like you're terrified. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like this is, you know, I mean the, having the thing, the alien bust out of your, sure. Like that's still a scene that from the original that oh, tears yeah. people up. That you is, know, and that is so, one of the scariest things in cinema. Like those are like, I feel like that does it showing the nightmare and, and revealing it in a way that where we didn't know it was a nightmare. Yeah. And then, you know, you don't need to show that over and over. Right. So just, Having her wake up and the you know I think Sigourney Weaver sells it, bring brought to tears right sure over does. this. Even though you're safe now, your cat's safe. Like well, Ripley, if she doesn't do something, this is gonna be her life. Yes, being a damn dock worker is not gonna right. solve that problem. Yeah, right. And you're right; it's never stated. No, I know, but but to your point, Ripley is Ripley won't take any shit. Right, and these aliens are giving her shit. Right. In, in her nightmares, and, and she's like, because it's, it harkens back, it harkens uh, further on in the movie in the, in the lifter suit. One of the, you know, and this line is like one of the most famous lines from the movie get away from her, you bitch, right? You know, yeah. uh, that's Ripley. Uh, you know, uh, so to your point, and I'm willing to concede that when she wakes up from that nightmare, she's saying, get away from me, you, you know, out of my life. And the only way to do that. I'm going to go and we're going to wipe these things out. Yes, right? Yeah, okay. Man, you suck. Now I'm conceding because what just ran through my head was it'd be cool to have a scene of her doing the in the loader doing their dock work thing. Yeah. And somehow something happens at work that causes her to have a panic attack, right? And, yeah. and recall the memories. So now she can't even work. Like that would help for yeah, your yeah, point. Sure. Nothing's working, but now we're rewriting the movie. But anyhow. Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, breaking Woo. the two. She calls Burke and... And, and, and Burke assures her... Uh, yeah, that's the plan, kiddo, or whatever he says. Yes, and he is lying. Uh, well, lying his ass off. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, 94 percent of the people have seen this love it, so uh, there can't be many who haven't seen this already, right? So, <laughs> yeah, it was just uh, again. I call it cryo, but crossing the first threshold or or break into two, right? I keep calling it cryo. I have. They go into cryo, or they go into deep sleep for the journey, and they wake up in the second act, right? Is that? Do you see the second? Yeah, act? no, that's cool. I didn't even. Uh, you brought that up on. Um, all the doors, doorways and stuff when we yeah. were talking about uh, uh, 16 blocks before. Again, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, now 100%, the, the doors are opening the, yeah. to get out and step into the second act, for sure. I, I, very cool. I like, because it's not something you consciously think about, but if you are you thinking know, visual, about the breaks, I like a, because it's a new world, right? They're yep. waking up and they're, they're in, in the crazy upside down world now. Of, of for the sure. Well, she was alone in uh, hypersleep. Now she's waking up next and to these all these Marines. marines. Are not, Oh, yeah, they're, they're in an upside. They have no clue right. as to the extent of what they're getting into. This is their ordinary world at this point, because yeah, they don't they don't know what's going on. Yeah, they right. they have a note about how they downplay the threat for sure. You oh, know, yeah. is this another bug hunt? Like they, yeah, they don't yeah. they don't not um, worried about what they're getting into. Private Hudson, Bill Paxton. I wrote this down. Have y'all seen? Y'all have all seen Weird Science, right? Pr- Bill Paxton here is Chet <laughs> from from Weird Science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, so I didn't, I, I read a, I've seen the movie, but I didn't remember a whole lot. But so I read that, I guess, Paxton ran into Cameron in the airport when he was working on Aliens and uh, writing it and said, hey, man, I, yeah, I'd love a part in the movie. So Cameron rewrote Hudson for him. Yeah. 
And then, so I guess like 100% based, probably based it off of Chet or whatever, how he was. You, you just know? had the TV on in the background, yeah. that voice in mind. <laughs> right. Yeah. But a nice greasy pork sandwich served up in a dirty ashtray. <laughs> but he's a little beat when he, like everyone else gets up and stumbles off, all the Marines as they wake up, they gets up and they stumble off. And Hudson's the only one's like, man, this floor is freezing. <laughs> yeah, he's just this, you know, like, was that written in there? Was that an ad lib? Just like, no one else gives a shit about this cold floor. But like, I don't know. To me, yeah, like, just, you automatically identify with him. Yeah, he's a complainer. Everyone knows what it's like to step on the cold floor with your, your bare feet. And it's like, you know, if you're not ready for that, that kind of sucks. Yeah, he, so. he, he, everybody else is gung-ho. He thinks everything is bullshit. <laughs> right. <laughs> everything right. is bullshit, man. Um, yeah, so that puts us in the fun and games. And I didn't. I didn't uh, get deep into listing all the, you know, fun and games, but uh, meet the team, learn the mission, intro the mover suit. I'll, I'll go through them real quick and we can talk about anything yep. you want, but uh, landing and gearing up on LV, uh, investigating signs of a fire site, acid damage, a last stand by the colonists, discovery of a live parasite in the lab and sole survivor from the colony, Newt. Colony's beacon is located in a nest. So these are... These are the fun and games I have listed that lead us up to the midpoint, but I don't want to rush through those because there's a lot. Yeah, no, I just I just had a couple uh, more that you I guess didn't yeah. hadn't mentioned yet. So like, so you have Bishop uh, who's the android, and he has the cool knife moment with Hudson. Yes. Hey, hey, Bishop, do do the knife thing. So I thought that was cool, and you the the reveal of, again of I guess Cameron's uh, writing. They do the knife trick, so they set up the relationship of how Bishop is with the crew and how Hudson is, and yeah. then he nicks himself, and so you learn by the fact that he nicked himself that he's in fact an android. Yeah, and of course he's sitting next to to Ripley, and she learns that. She well, you never said, yeah, she loses her shit because the, in the previous film the the android went nuts. Yeah, you know, so yeah, she's not. No, she went still- nuts and was also part of the the whole company scheme of the the alien over the, oh, yeah. the crew is more valuable than the crew. Well. So she, she went she went from dealing with these aliens to dealing with these aliens. Like there was never a decompression time for Ripley. Like sure. she had a couple of scenes where she sat around and smoked cigarette. Sure. sure. <laughs> right. No, you're right. Yeah, no uh, decompression and Yeah. It's the next day for her. I mean Right. Yeah, and then it, you kind of notice when they're doing the the intro to the crew and they're kind of telling the what what their mission is. Yeah. You can see that nobody still really believes her about how the threat. Yeah. Really yeah. She's some sort of advisor or some shit. Yeah. yeah they yeah. just like, completely dismiss her. Know? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, uh, okay. So this is, and I, I maybe forgot to mention this typically. Well, no, I wrote, I wrote it right here. So we're actually right on time. A common element. I, I thought a common element to monster in the house movies is ignoring the herald or the call of warning. Okay. From those with experience or intelligence. Cause you know, did the IQ in this room suddenly drop? Like, and the yeah. same thing happened in, in jaws, right? Like Brody, he doesn't have a lot of experience with sharks, but he's intelligent enough to know that in the face of this kind of threat, this is what you do, right? So, and that's, a, I think that's a common theme. Somebody oh, gives sure. a warning yeah. and it's unheeded, uh, which essentially becomes the sin. It's unheeded because they're committing the sin of whatever it is that they find more yeah. advantageous than the monster. Correct. And, and then heeding the warning, right. Yeah. You know, and, and for, I guess, horror lingo, like the, the a lot of times the, it's a female that survives. They call, her a, call it a final girl. In this case, Ripley is the final girl from the first one. Yeah. So she's come back with all the knowledge yeah. to, to how to, you know, what this alien, the, the threat that it poses. And yeah, again, nobody wants to listen. Now, uh, that, that got me thinking. And Chris, you'll know what this means and, and we can define it if we have to for anybody else. In Jaws, you got Quint, 
who is the half man, right? The half man yeah. is the survivor of a previous encounter with the monster who then advises those who are now encountering it. Ripley, I think, is that. For sure. But then so is Newt. So is Newt, yep. Yeah, so all yeah. of a sudden I'm saying, I, I wrote down the question, is Newt the half man? Do we have two half men here? And I think we probably do, right? Yeah, so Ripley's the half man. I would say if you're going to analyze it that deep. So she Ripley's the half man of dealing with the a single alien and kind of what she's encountered. Yeah. Newt's the half man specifically to multiple aliens oh, yeah. on this planet. That makes sense, yeah. Right, because she survived on this planet. Yes, yeah. yes. Which she, I think she is, has a warning too later on. Like I made a note in there. I think it's at the midpoint. They mostly come at night. Mostly. mostly like yeah. it'll be dark soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, again. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and Bill Paxton, you know... Uh, <laughs> She's, you know, he's, he's bitching and moaning, uh, which is awesome. And then obviously Ripley says, well, you know, Newt here without weapons or training survived a lot longer than 17 days. Well, why don't you put her in charge, man? Just, right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> he, he, you can't shame him. Okay, right. we're not going to count you into anything. Damn right. Later on, when he's like, "Yeah, man, you go." Yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, Bishop should go. Yeah, <laughs> not ashamed. Even at the beginning, before they even get into all the the trouble and the people dying, he's messing with 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 Vasquez because you know her first thing, part of her, I guess, morning routine is doing pull ups. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, Vasquez, you ever been uh, mistaken for a man?" And she coolly goes, "No, have you?" Yeah, yeah. Good no, there's good. There's I mean, some good exchanges in this. Yeah, so colonists locate a nest. Now, Sherry mentioned this, and I was thinking it almost the exact same moment, like 30 seconds before it exploded. So up to this point, all you know, the fun and games and everything so far, there hasn't been a lot of action. One of the fun and games is meeting the team. So you, you get all these yeah. Marines of different personalities, obviously. Anytime you intro a team like that, there's always strong personalities, right? So right. one's a complainer, one's the, you know, the macho, whatever. There hasn't been a lot of exciting exciting parts i mean it's very interesting but there wasn't no action scenes right i felt like they were all filled with tension like there's a, yes. a tremendous amount of tension yeah, build up so yeah. she mentioned it back to this planet about the same time i was thinking it and then like four seconds later it all hell breaks loose it, it yeah. all hell breaks loose yeah. oh there it is yeah yeah so i wrote starts off a lot of tension build up before the explosion of action with the flaming of the baby alien right? so they kill the alien the baby they that burst out of the chest of the poor survivor and then and then the mama or the the uh, one of the guardian aliens decides, well, you killed a baby doll, I'm coming for you, you know? Right. Well, even uh, back to kind of what we were talking about earlier about Ripley's motivation and just how hard it is for her to go back to this, right? She's having the nightmares and everything she experienced from the first one. When they encounter the one survivor who's still alive, and she her that lady's first words are, please kill, kill me. Kill me, yeah. And then when it pops out of her, her, her stomach, right? They they have cuts of you know Ripley and just like she's her hands on her own chest like this is horrible stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, no. And also I think it's a big moment. She's safe. She's not out there with the Marines. She's safe in the little in the car thing, the, whatever yeah. you want to call it, right? Yeah. Watching everything on monitors. Like she doesn't take it really. She's along for the ride as yeah. truly an advisor. An advisor. She yeah. doesn't take an active role until after all hell breaks loose and realizes somebody has to do something. Yeah, this lieutenant. I have chaos, Gorman. fog of war. Gorman, yeah, shitless lieutenant loses it. Yeah. No, and I thought, interesting, because uh, I don't know who you have as the B story, but I have it as Hicks. So they, they show differences between Hicks and, and Gorman. Um, Gorman's, like, nervous, and he's all sweaty. Yep. On the drop down, Hicks passes out and sleeping like yeah, a baby. Like, heart, this is run-of-the-mill. You like see his heartbeat, right? Yeah. Everybody else is, did, 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 and Hicks is, doop, 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 doop. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, you know, complete calm and control, and, you know, I don't know, just I thought that was interesting. Okay. So they, Ripley to the rescue is what I have, and yeah. then, so... Most of them get back. I think there is a 
couple of deaths here. Did they lose a couple of Marines? I can't remember. Yeah, only Hicks, only yeah. Hudson. Hicks, Hudson, Vasquez, Birkin, Newt, and Gorman are the only ones that survive. Okay. All their other Marines die. Right. Uh, so I just have the, they, they, they get back to lick their wounds. Now, I, I have this as coming up on the midpoint. Uh, are you as a false uh, defeat? Well, and again, I'm always sort of, because once I peg that, I'm looking to see what's going to be the all is lost, whether it's an, you sure. know, the opposite. And, and this is where I always get mixed up because all of a sudden, well, that's bad too. So now I'm trying to figure out yeah. if they've done it that way, which one is which. I went with a false defeat, but I, I wrote a false defeat, but it may be a false victory because I think there is a clear false defeat at the all is lost. Okay, so that's what you. I so I originally had this as a false defeat because obviously this is, you know it's an ass kicking. Only right. a couple of them survive. I don't think um, like I, I wrote it down initially, but I, I ended up after watching, continuing to watch the movie. I, I advised my notes and yeah, and I Bill, it a little bit later. Paxton has another uh, brilliant line. line. Brilliant line. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I don't know if you're caught up on current events. We just got our asses kicked, pal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that line. Uh, all right, so you're calling it a false victory, uh, but it's not at that point. It, it's a false victory because right after they get their asses kicked. They decide to, as a group, other than Bert, to take off and nuke the nuke planet it from, from orbit. Yes. And, and get, so it's easy solution. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, we're done. Shit up. We're done. Yeah. And so and they have a plan. They call the ship. Yep. You know, have the lady come fly down. So that's their, it's a false victory because the ship quickly crashes because an alien got on yeah, board. No, and so I, now they're stranded on this planet. As soon as, uh, yeah. That was my false victory. Is let's get the hell out of here and yes. nuke it from orbit. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, so I have both down, but as I watch it, I, I think you're right. I think it's a false victory here. Because we're probably right on the agree that it's a false defeat later on. Yeah. All right. Bad guys close in again. I, I sort of wrote That's the ship, the alien taking out the pilot. Yeah, the and this back. was there's um there's a lot to the bad guys close in because I yeah I've got a lot yeah yeah because I have all his losses a false defeat. Okay, so bad guys close in. You get this shot of Burke watching like you know. So if you didn't think Burke was up to something before, you could tell by how he's listening to the discussion about nuking the planet that he doesn't like that and he sort of wanders off. So you almost know he's going to do something if you haven't been aware of it before. It is no longer a seek and destroy. The question is raised, who is laying all these eggs? And then Burke actually admits that they, that they want to harvest these for weapons research, for yeah. bioweapons or whatever. Well, but there's a, there's a, I had a, another note on the who's laying the eggs. Ripley asked it when they're in the lab discussing it. Yeah. And Bishop says, I don't know, something we haven't seen yet. I thought that was great. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is like, you know, talking to the audience, you know? Yeah, talking about building the world, right? So now you're, you're... This is bad. Yeah, I got something for you. Yeah, you're introducing a whole new... Because we've seen the alien in, alien in the first right. one, but that's, that's, that's one, you know, species of... Yeah, I guess Cameron had to come up with all this because, yeah, I mean, was it the alien in the original that was laying the eggs? Like, you know, that's never discussed and, right. and we never learned. So, yeah. yeah, Cameron had to come up with all this. <laughs> we did skip over Hudson had another another good line or yeah. good line with the uh, after the ship crashes. And the uh, I feel like this is one of the most famous ones. The after crashes, like, well, that's just great. Just game over, man. I mean, it just <laughs> yeah, now, it came over. Now they're stranded on this fucking planet, you know, with deadly aliens. And yeah, just yeah, yeah. I think Hicks even asked him, are you finished? So, so Burke is starting to, to posture here. Talks of money, uh, exclusive rights to the find. We could both make out pretty good here. Right. So here's, here's the sin, right? Uh, the away ship is destroyed by an alien on board. They fortify against the aliens, which move at night mostly. There's that line. Yeah, it's going to be dark soon. They mostly come they, at night. Mostly. mostly, yeah. Okay, uh, well, my, I said this to, when we were watching the movie. I thought it was night already. Right. No, it's a super oh, yeah. dark planet. Where's the hell's the sun? Right. Yeah, well, well, yeah. that that that. Thanks for mentioning that because I had a note here. 
there are two kinds of space. Okay, there is shiny Star Trek space. Okay, where where everything glistens, and then there is dirty alien space. Okay, where everything is greasy and dirty and dark. Blade Runner is this way. Yeah. We talked about Judge Dredd, but so which one is Star Wars? I think it shows both. Yeah, I think I, mean, I think you're going to define it that way. Yeah, I think Star Wars leans more toward realistic dirty space, but like no NASA mission that I've ever seen on TV ever looked as dark and dirty. Like if NASA went up into space with all that, well, that's because they're all filmed in the same place, man. And, and yeah. can I add? They always have gravity. <laughs> yeah, she she mentioned about gravity. Uh, it's true. I mean, it would be it would wreak havoc on your budget, but that's true. Somebody should do other than you know. I guess there's been a few movies do a movie like Aliens or any of these well, you space movies, boots just, or whatever. You know. Yeah, but still, like, and then have fun with that. You know. Sure. Like, yeah. shit, my boots aren't working. And the guy starts floating off. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant idea, Sheer. <laughs> well, that's you're right. My, oh, yeah, but the planets okay. always but you're, have you're, gravity. You're drawn in and. and I, like like Harrison Ford said to to what's his name? It, it ain't that kind of movie, kid. Like sure. if you're sitting there thinking about, because yeah. not that she was pulled out, but she did not love this no, movie. I'm, no, well, I'm used to that in all these space movies. They have, and I understand that you 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 can't sh- you know shoot a movie there. How do you do that unless you? Yeah, it'd be a pain in the ass. But yeah, yeah. no, but I, I think that happens to me too. Like if it and for me, it's once I get pulled out of a movie. If I'm pulled out of a movie. I start analyzing this shit out of it. And of course you analyze, I think any movie that deep, you're going to find a bunch of stuff. Sure. Anyway. So the, the sin is revealed here of, of, uh, that they're going to, that many will pay for, uh, the away ship is destroyed. They, they fortify, which I thought this, I thought this was a, it still worked for me when, when they are tracking the aliens, that's in the room, man. You're reading it wrong. And, and you know, you mean when they attack? Yeah. 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 The away ship, which has crashed, I I guess it vented its reactor. And they give about four hours before the, it explodes and has a 30-kilometer blast. Yeah, I guess I kind of missed that. So is the reactor breaking down just because it's so old or when they... Is it the ship them- that crashed or is it the, the, the moon? The ship the ship crashed into it. Crashed into the cooling system. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay, I missed that. Okay. Power plant cooling system. Because they made a big... The plant will overheat and explode. Okay. I got all that part, but I didn't know. I guess I missed the fact yeah. that the ship crashed into it. Because earlier in the movie... When the he takes away all their 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 guns, yeah. and says, "Oh, you know," because Ripley points it out, "Hey, they're right over the cooling stuff. We can't fire yeah, them there. Yeah. It'll be so." I didn't know if them firing in there after all caused some sort of issue, or yeah, I guess I'm it just, sure it didn't help. Yeah, I missed the line about the, yeah. the ship. Anyway, it sets up the ticking clock. Yeah, but even more bad guys close in. Not only are you you know trapped yes. on a planet with deadly aliens, now you got to find a way to get off this planet that you're now trapped on. Yeah, because it's going to blow. Uh, Ripley and Newt grab some sleep. But Burke has other ideas, locks yep. them in and releases a parasite, a parasite and tends to smuggle the alien home. Two parasites. Two facehuggers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he has One a plan, for each of you. Yeah, to, to smuggle this thing home in, in their bodies. Yep. Aliens cut the power and drop in from above them, a firefight. Burke betrays them again, uh, but then very quickly, you know, gets his... Ju- his comeuppance, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He steals himself in the room thinking, I'm safe. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, alien right behind him. Uh, you get yours, buddy. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, yeah no, that, that felt good. Everybody loves yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, uh, the the scene with the two facehuggers attacking alien, uh, alien, two facehuggers attacking Ripley and Newt is like that's still a lot of this movie to me still holds up. But oh, that yeah. scene in particular still holds up. It's very tense and you know. Oh um, yeah, no, the the action sequences I thought were and her having to use her wits to because you know she calls for help, nobody can hear, so she you know sets off the fire alarm, which then draws right. you know Hicks and Hudson, and yeah. they come to the rescue. Which leads us to, I have us getting into the all is lost, a false defeat, which I think we, we agreed was 
That's what I have. Yeah, where Newt's captured. And- yeah, Newt is lost because they, they so they get out, but Newt is lost. The team is decimated, and Hicks is injured. Right. Correct. Yep. And and I think the automated voice says twenty six minutes to explosion or something. So yeah, we're if you introduce the ticking clock, you have to remind the audience almost constantly that the to create that te- maintain that tension. Right. You know. Anyway, uh, um, I think it was sixteen minutes, if I remember correctly. Sixteen. Okay. And it in in real time. The movie it happens in sixteen minutes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. I guess there's another little beat in there that I think we just—I feel like we should mention. Okay. Uh, Hicks shows Ripley introduces her to the gun and shows her yeah. what during their yeah. downtime shows her how to how to work it, and then they have a, a a cool exchange that I like where she you know she's learning the different parts and she's like, well, what's that? And he's like, well, that's a grenade launcher. I don't think you want to mess with that. She goes, well, you started this. Yeah. So it's I think he's her B story, okay. and if anything, I would say the B story. Beat is weak, right? I mean, yeah, as far as what's the theme one. of this movie? Does he carry the theme? I, I don't know, but he serves to me. Seems like the B story, even though it is kind of weak, because he gives her the tools that she needs to break into three, and then he's not around. She has to break into three on her own because he's injured. Yeah, because the beast uh, all his losses where the B story character goes to die, right? Yeah. All mentors. Now he doesn't die, but he gets but he's, taken yeah, out. With the, the whiff picture. of death, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I, I as far as him carrying the theme, yeah, I I didn't get the hell out. That's that's the theme. <laughs> I never found a moment where a theme was stated, you know. Agreed. And I didn't really see a B story because uh, Ripley is fairly a static character in my mind, right? I think she silences her demons, which I guess is a change. Yeah, I don't think she. Well, she's much tougher at the end than she was at the beginning, and she couldn't have gone in there and rescued Newt on her own without the. Yeah. Him showing her the gun and sure. just gradually getting tougher. Yeah, no, no. I think you if know? there is one, it's probably... Because there's I mean, that line weird. where he gives her the right. tracking... Yeah, so said, I can find you, and then she uses that for Newt. And, yeah, but yeah. then he says, it doesn't mean we're engaged, you know, like yeah, typical that's macho, you know. Yeah. And, and she takes that for what it is, a, a moment between them, as you see, they're kind of interested in each other. Yeah, no, they totally end up together in a world where Alien 3 doesn't happen. Yeah, I, uh, I had to break it to Sherry. <laughs> she won't watch it anyway. <laughs> But I, I don't know if he just couldn't do the picture. Like, he like he doesn't even have a speaking part, right? He just, Aliens 3 starts out. Flash his picture up there, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love this movie. I love the series. But it gets a little wackadoo, in my opinion, with, like, 4 and 5, right? Or I, Four I, is better than 3. Well, it does, but, at some but point. It's, but it's trying to retcon all the crap they screwed up in 3, sure, in my opinion. Well, yeah. But at some point... It's not even Ripley. It's her clone, right? Like, yeah, well, because they kill her off in the third one, so they come, well, we yeah. got to have her back because everybody loves Ripley, so they, they clone her. Yeah, I, anyway. Again, does, does that makes it better Cameron than... have cool. any involvement with those others? No. 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 Yeah, okay. and you can sort of... Yeah, you can tell. Okay. Uh, uh, now, talking... Uh, we are going to run over a little bit, so I think maybe the next... The next anyway. <clears throat> like, for instance, in Jaws, Roy Scheider wanted nothing to do with Jaws 2 or 3 or any of them. And, uh, but he was under contract with the studio to do some movies. And there was some other movie that he absolutely did not want to do. And he said, okay, I'll make Jaws 2 if you let me out of my contract. And they were like, okay. So he did Jaws 2 to get out of the contract, but he wanted nothing. (laughs) And that's, and that's what happens typically when you get all these sequels for money, right? So sure. I'd be curious if, uh, I guess now you say that if, so Gorney Weaver was in a similar situation yeah. and trapped and forced to do three. Cause I, I guess I always wonder what she, I mean, probably look it up and find her, have a, you know, yeah. what she says, but I wonder what she, what she feels about what happened to her character in three, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause there's parts of three that I really like, but yeah, overall, like it just, it's too much of a gut punch to, 
Yeah, yeah I'd have to go back. I'm, All I'm, these nightmares of being ingested with an alien and having it burst out like, like you know, that she conquers, goes through all this bullshit in the second one to conquer these fears, and then they turn around and do it to her anyways and have her, like, being pregnant with an alien. Yeah. It's terrible. This time it's for money. Uh, one and two, I think, work. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to go back and look at... Uh, uh, Still kicks ass with an alien in her stomach, by the way, but yeah, it's sure. just too... So the all's lost, Nude is lost, team is decimated, Hicks is injured, 16 minutes. Dark Knight of the Soul, Nude is actually taken by the alien, which I think ups the stakes, right? I mean, if she's if she's lost in the ship, they can get her back, but I have the Dark Knight of the Soul is Nude is taken by the alien. What do you have as your Dark Knight? Uh, I have that. So they meet up with bishops. Yeah, Newt's taken by the alien. She gets, Ripley and Hicks get safely to the platform because Bishop had this whole side mission yeah. of, you know, triangulating the transmitter or whatever and getting the second ship basically yeah. down to him, right? Yes. So they meet up with him. They can take off at this point and be done and be out of here. Yes. But Ripley won't leave without Newt. Right. So I just have that being her, her dig down deep. Yeah. And it's, and it's real brief. It's not, it's not like a big moment of it, but she, you know, basically, yeah, just... I'm not, you know, I'm not leaving. And she goes up there and immediately starts gearing up and she has a line to Hicks. Don't let him leave. Right. Talking about Bishop. He ain't going anywhere. He ain't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Because there is this doubt in her mind and maybe even the audience. Okay, the, this android, what is his true motivation here? You know? Yeah, if Ripley doesn't trust him, then the audience doesn't either. Right. Because we're all on board with, with her. Yes. Yeah. All right. So uh, then that leads us into the break into three. Ripley arms up to get Newt. Auto voice sounding the clicking talk. Clicking I did that again. Ticking clock. I actually wrote it down. Clicking talk. Wow. (laughs) Oh my God. Professional writer. Yeah. Jeez, Louis. (laughs) I actually wrote it down. Clicking talk. My God. All right. So storming the castle and the high tower surprise. Newt has lost her tracker. I I initially had that as the, because you storm the castle and you hoorah, but then there's this minor setback or setback. At first I had it as losing her tracker. As Uh, all was lost. As the high tower surprise. Oh, okay. Uh, as she's storming the castle, stumbles into the nest with all the eggs, and we are introduced to the the big mama. That we see this new alien. Uh, I think we're told four minutes on the clock, uh, and then from there on out, it is adrenaline. It, I have down a series of yes and no sequences. Uh, a yes and no sequence is yes, it's good. No, it's bad. Yes, it's good. No, it's bad. And so very quickly. Uh, yes, she gets to the top. No, Bishop is gone. Yes, Bishop comes back. No, the alien is on board the mothership now. Yes, they get away from... Yes, the get away from me... Uh, get away from her, you bitch line. No, Ripley is pulled down into the airlock. Yes, the thing is pinned. No, Ripley is grabbed. Yes, the alien is blown out into space and Ripley survives. So I thought it still worked. There's this back yep. and forth, back and forth, back and forth Very much. for minutes. It, it, and then the loader payoff, you know, because earlier on, she's like, hey, I feel useless. Before the mission, yes, they're getting ready. Yeah. She's like, hey, I feel kind of useless, like a fifth wheel you know, can I do anything? Well, what can you do? And she's like, well, I can drive that loader. Yeah. And so they set up that she can drive it and yes. she uses that to fight with the, which I thought, I thought, fight with the because alien, yeah, the, the setup and payoff, I've seen other like lesser movies. Don't do that. They'll set some up and then forget. And you forget about it. Right. I, th- I thought, yeah, the setup and payoff was good. There was lots of good payoffs and uh, they didn't forget that they set something up. Any, any other Comments about that because it's basically a, a, a roller coaster ride from the break into three to the end. You know? Yeah, I just liked how the music even was like a heartbeat at times. Yeah, yeah. And then the final image, which I thought was done well, almost a match of the first image. She's asleep in the chamber, uh, and I wrote down another cat saved because she's got Newt, right? So, sure. uh, movie opens, she has saved the cat. Uh, movie closes, she's right back where she was. 
Just having saved another, sure. you know, cat. The only thing I would add is she goes from being alone to with family now, right? She's got Hicks. She's got new. Y- y- sure. You know, she's yes. got other. She's no longer the sole survivor of these horrible aliens. She's now got other people that she can share yes. this with. And, and like for me, they could have ended the series there and that would have been sweet. And I think that ending would have been even better. With had the daughter they, stuff. Had they had had they done what we talked about earlier, just a scene or two oh. of, of her either remembering her family, you know, and, you know, anyway, I think we both agree that it's there, maybe weak or we want it to be there, but I think this would have been set up a little stronger if they had spent just a couple more minutes. Cause if you're doing two hours and 20, do our, do just do two, two, one, two right. Give me five more minutes of that scene. I was going to watch this movie twice till I saw that it was two and a half hours. Like I don't, I don't have that kind of time. But it goes by, it goes by nice and fast. It does, it does. But it, uh, I was taking notes as I went this time. That's though. that's why I said theatrical release, not special directors extended, yeah. because I'm sure some of those holes probably would have been filled yeah, in right. with those. You've never seen the special edition? I have. Oh, okay. So you like, don't remember knew, what all's in there? I, I had plugged remember those the daughter holes stuff? in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's I just wanted to review kind of the I don't want to say the generic version of the sure. movie. Yeah. You know, it's one everybody's most likely seen. Sure. Sure. Well, it, we, we talked about Avatar, right? The mm-hmm. theatrical release, when we when Chris and I saw it, we were like, there's the first chunk of this movie is missing. His his ordinary world is call. Well, if you watch the director's cut, it's in there. It's in there. And that and that that's a good setup. Yeah, you see Jake on the on yeah. Earth or planet or whatever he's at going through my mundane life in a wheelchair because that's the whole thing is he he's paralyzed right yeah. so yeah you see all that where yeah it's in the i think you're not talking about some producer must have been like no nope, get him to pandora quicker this yeah is, yeah, yeah a lot i of think times, you lose a lot a lot of times those guys are probably like we need this two hours 204 it, sure. it, well it's got to be and that's I, the real challenge is to get all I, your beats that you want in a two hour well, here's deal. the thing uh a producer or the studio is thinking if this movie's an hour and a half, we can show it six times. Right. If it's two hours, we can only show it four times in the theater yep. in a given day. We get two more showings yeah. by cutting it down. We make more money. Sure. But if you think of it like that too much, then you cut your movie down and well, then nobody goes to see the shit. Burke in this movie must have been must have worked in Hollywood <laughs> as a producer. <laughs> or he should. It'd be a lot safer. Um we're kind of past it now, but the, I just something I thought that was interesting when uh <laughs> When they find Newt and and uh, Hicks reaches for her, so Hicks played by Michael Bean, right? He reaches for her, she bites him, and I just I don't know why it struck me as funny. So Michael Bean got bit by uh, Sarah Connor in Terminator. Yeah. So like just in both Cameron movies that he's in, separated by two years, he gets bit. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. poor guy. Yeah, Mike, I got another movie for you, but you're gonna get bit. You know? <laughs> I mean, I guess better than get bit by an alien, but <laughs> true. All right, I guess we're at the the past recommend. Uh, yeah. So, any any other mechanics? I think. I well, think. can I do one more trivia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, because when I realized it was Paul Reiser with Bill Paxton in the same. Oh yeah, movie, yeah. Remember? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of my favorite movies is Twister. Oh yeah. And Bill Paxton's wife was Helen Hunt, and then of course Helen Hunt played Paul Reiser's wife for years in Mad About You. Mad About You, the TV nice. show. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So these these guys both had the same wife. And- I just thought that was so funny. Yeah. The other one, one of my favorite characters of Aliens is the Sergeant Apone, the the black ch- the cigar chomping. Yeah, no nonsense. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the first thing he does when he wakes up from hypersleep oh. is put a cigar well, uh, in his mouth. Sherry He's, actually mentioned that. The first yeah. thing he does is put a cigar. In his yeah, mouth. he is. He was the first. Uh, I, I'm not even looking at the trivia. He was uh, promoted to sergeant in the field in Vietnam. 
He was the first African American in real life. In real life, oh, wow. he is a Marine That's sergeant. Cool. Damn. So you know when he get, I was like, it's like Arlie Ermey. They just they're great actors. They're great characters. Yeah. They they're Character just Marines. Actors, yeah. They're awesome. And he was one of the standout guys. Now, to me. promoted in the field in Vietnam. Yeah. Like, did someone die? <laughs> okay, uh, the sergeant is dead. Corporal, you're the new sergeant, or. Was it meritorious? Like, did it they actually was, have? A, I think it was meritorious, but it, shit, yeah. Vietnam. Think yeah, about what yeah. you got to do to get promoted yeah. in the field, Jeez Lord. <laughs> yeah. All right. Are we ready for our final judgment, James? You picked it. I guess. Uh, I think. I think. I think we all universally like this movie. If we're not, yeah. we're in the minority. But, uh, yeah. I definitely recommend it. It's a fun. I think this movie. When I started it the other night, I thought that this movie, without seeing the. Alien, the first movie in a long time. I think Alien stood on its own. It was a good movie yeah. all by itself. So I would say if you haven't seen any of the Alien movies franchises, this one's a good one to start out with. It'll right. keep your attention. It's a scary movie. So yeah, definitely recommend it. Yeah, um, same. I'm going to recommend for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. And um, Cameron was one of my favorite writers. I guess he still is, just not anything recent. Um, <laughs> you could still like every stuff he's done, just not everything. Yeah, just, right. I don't know, just falling, falling from grace, in my opinion. But yeah, yep, aliens, so aliens up there. You'll Go keep, Michael Bean. That'll, that yeah. opinion will keep James Cameron up at night. Good. Sure, it yeah. better. It better give him Ellen Ripley nightmares. I'm going to look on IMDb tomorrow and all of those Avatar 4, 5, and 6 are going to be gone. Yeah, yeah. We'll take them down uh, because of that. I don't know that we're going to have a universal or uh, unanimous opinion. Sherry, what, what were your... Do uh, you want to write down the one... Do you want to read the one note you wrote down or... <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I mean, I did write pass. Yeah. However, Michael Bean, Bill Paxton. So you, you recommend Michael Bean, but not the movie. I recommend Michael Bean. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Um, so just watch it. Put the movie on mute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I get the Michael Bean cut? Just uh, you can probably find that on YouTube. Just, just Michael Bean cut. Yeah. And, and Bill Paxton was sure, worth yeah. watching it oh, yeah. for. Yeah, I guess. He, he's and and yes, if you want to see something scary that that. Uh, you're gonna sit on the edge of your seat. Yeah, sure. I, th- I think it still works. Yeah. I mean, well, is yeah, it a pass or a consider? I don't know. I really. <laughs> I, mm. Would you well, watch it again? No. But uh, but you said if you wanted if someone wanted to watch a scary movie, you, if they yeah. wanted to watch a scary movie and and you like Sigourney Weaver and yeah yeah. All right, so she's on the fence, but whatever. I certainly give it uh, a recommend, even with some of the weaker points. This is still. A strong movie. I think it still works, you know. Anyway, yeah. So I think uh, I, I think it still holds up. I think, you know, and like you had pointed out on the, the message thread, we just accidentally picked some movies with some badass female leads. And yes. Uh, yeah. Gorney Weaver, 80, what was this, 85? 86. 86. Yeah. You know, Ghostbusters. She was in that. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver is an attractive, badass woman. No, no, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, uh, depending on... We record these in a certain order, but you may or may not listen to them in a certain order. But along with this, we are also reviewing A Long Kiss Goodnight, which has a, an equally tough female lead, uh, Gina Davis or whatever. Yeah. And I think both of those work or whatever. All right. Absolutely. Are we good? I think so. All good. right. I think we're out on aliens. But that, Michael that, Bean was there to save you and protect you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I think this table leg is superior to Jaws 4, so... Stands alone on that. You sure? But there's a monster. I am. I'm ready for it to be over. Oh, the world's a little twisted, Chris. Uh, yeah. Okay.
survived a lot longer than 17 days. Who wants to put her in charge, man? <laughs> okay, we're not going to count you into anything. Damn right. <laughs> Would you watch it again? No. Everybody else is gung ho. He thinks everything is bullshit. <laughs> right. Everything right. is bullshit, man.